Hello and welcome to the Race Hour podcast. This week there's a slight change up as Dean Ryan is somewhere around the country, so I will be your host today, Dear with Nolan, and we're joined by Dean on the phone. Dean, how are you? Doing really well. Good to be the other side of, well, I'm not the other side of the desk, but good to be the other side of this uh, microphone. Happy days. Absolutely perfect. And we're also joined by the shrewd and the talented Gavin Garrity. Gavin, how are you? <laughs> Very good. Delighted to be here once again. Absolutely brilliant. So this week, of course, we're running through all three days of the Grade 1, absolutely packed full of Grade 1's Aintree Festival. We'll get straight into it, lads. We'll try and make this a bit quick. We'll fly through the, through the week. And first off, lads, is the Manifesto Novices Chase. Um, at the moment, Top Notch is your 6-4 to four favourite. And we'll start with you, Dean. He wins, does he? Can't be bet. Can't be bet. He will, he will not get beaten after that run behind York Hill um, I think where he probably lost two or three lengths with a nasty little error at the second last I think he would have pushed York Hill all the way to the line not saying York Hill would have been beaten I don't think I don't think that horse I think that horse decides when he gets beaten and uh, he did enough to hold top notch at bay but if you're telling me that likes of Cloudy Dream whose form I think looks a bit flattered from his last run at Cheltenham and the likes of Froden and Flying Angel and stuff like that are up to it I'd be surprised I think top notch should be odds on that's fair enough. And Gavin? Yeah, I'd agree with Dean. I think um, Top Notch's form is head and shoulders above the rest of these. He has to, for me, he has to throw in a, a below power performance to um, to be betting this. The only thing I'd say is um, I actually think he, he the mistake two out maybe that he made behind York Hill maybe let him at the end of the race get him closer than he would have if he because I think York Hill pulls himself up when he gets to the front he doesn't do a tap in front and if Top Notch had brought him to the last he'd have popped the last and maybe ran out with a couple of lengths winner Yeah I think York Hill we've had this discussion before with Seven Dean I don't think form with him really matters gents um, I think he um, as Dean said he can beat himself and he has only two horses yeah. in training that will beat him next year and that's Mike Bite and Altior and I still think York Hill would give them a really brilliant race but again that's for next season. I wouldn't have Cloudy Dream out of this myself just because of the fact that I think Top Notch had a much harder race than Cloudy Dream did. Top Notch, an all-known form and ability, he should be winning this, but Top Notch will not be the first or the last horse at Aintree to have flopped for his exertions at Cheltenham, but again, that probably was his first race this season, so I wouldn't be backing him, but I certainly would not be taking on Top Notch either. So that's the next up now, we have the four-year-old juvenile hurdle, this looks like another penalty kick, Gavin, with Defi Desai at nine to four on. Yeah, this is um, this is a walk in the park for Defi Desai. He, he has been uh, he's been really impressive. He's he's by far the best juvenile this season, either side of the water. Um, there's nothing really you c- unless a mishap is the only way you can see something going wrong here. Um, for as regards to betting the race, maybe looking for something without or um, in the place marker or something, but an all-known for me to walk in the park for Daffy Desol. It's one of those races that if you have the winner in the first, you kind of you tend to just throw a fiver out of it out market, isn't it? Um, it's not a race I'll be massively keen on. And Dean, I can't see him beaten. No, I won't get beaten. Um, yeah, bar mishap, as Gavin said, I think Daffy Desol head and shoulders above that division, and it doesn't really matter what you throw at him. He looks a bit bomb-proof to me. Divin Bear, I thought ran a far better race than maybe he'll get credit for at Cheltenham. I think he's a nice horse for the future for Nicky Henderson. I, I can see that being second and a, and a comfortable second, but definitely so he probably not one to clear away and win 50 lengths or anything like that, but he'll definitely be way too good for these in the Doom Bar. Absolutely perfect. And then, lads, we go on to the entry ball chase. I'm starting to get keen on Empire Dirt. I think there's a look of um, a first lieutenant about him, uh, just that he flopped a bit in the Ryanair, and I think he needs this trip. So, Gavin, who would you be on here? I think it's a it's a positive for Empire Dirt that Gordon is bringing him over and not keeping him as one of his um, squad for the trainer's title in Ireland, all right. But for me, the bet in the race would be um, Bristol Demai. I think if you look at the Gold Cup, he wa- he wasn't out of it coming to the second last, and he absolutely ploughed through the second last, which finished his chances. I think the undulating track doesn't suit him to the best. He's back here on a flat track, which will allow him get into his rhythm. Maybe something similar to the his performance at Haydock and he might be hard to peg back if he does get into a rhythm Q card I'd have to be against just because of the price Ash and his like he doesn't seem to be as good this year as he was last year and Empire Dirt um, 
I think I think he's better fresh and and I was disappointed with him in the Ryanair. He looked he looked flat to me and he was I think he ran on at the end all right, which maybe looked like he was a stare, but he was only passing beaten horses and um I think this is his second tough race in the space of six weeks. So for me it'd be Bristol to my in the race at five or six to one. Absolutely perfect, yeah. I can't stand that horse. I think he only runs well at Haydock, but um as we proved at Cheltenham, Gavin, what do I know? And um, and Dean, so who would you fancy in this? Uh, I think it's it's Q card on his best behaviours race to lose, but we're unlikely to see that, I think. I know he's coming off the back of a fall at, at Cheltenham and that horrible fence that he hates, obviously, in the Gold Cup. But I'd be willing to take on the pensioners in this. You've got an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, another 11-year-old, another 10-year-old. I draw a line through them for betting propositions and take a look at the likes of Bristol Demai, but I'm worried about him and the twist in Davis Yard in general. I think he did run okay in the Gold Cup, but T for two fell early. Um, unseated Lizzie in the Gold Cup. Some of that, that horse's best form doesn't shouldn't have it anywhere near a 12-to-1 shot for the race. So I'm going for a little bit of a shot, perhaps, with T for two. If there was a couple more runners in it, I'd be all over it each way, but I'll probably have a few small quid on T for two to run well for Nick Williams, whose horses are still going very well, and Lizzie Kelly might get a day at Aintree. I can see Q card running away with it if it is the Q card we all know, but that's unlikely. That's massively unlikely. Yeah, no, Empire Dirt would be one of my more confident selections of the week, lads. I just think uh, he was taken off his feet in an unusually really strong Ryanair, in which Under Soul just set off at such a pace. He's a three-miter now. In my opinion, he should have beaten Sizing John in the Irish Gold Cup. He was very unlucky. And if that form does ring true, and it, it, if he is indeed not best fresh, and he is fresh and back up for this, I think he should go all the way in this, in my opinion. I think it's uh, it's not the best injury bowl by any stretch of imagination. We'll move on next where it looks like we have another very, very strong favourite in uh, one of my favourite horses in training, Bouverdere. And Dean, very, very hard to see him beaten as well. Uh, yeah, impossible to see him beaten. I mean, you look what's turned up against him. He's put my tent or yours in his place, and that was my tent or yours. First big, big run for a while, as he often does in that in that champion hurdle. Identity thief, well, his career's gone lopsided since he hit a few fences, and they're just, I don't know, testing the water maybe for next season with Identity thief. It's a bit of an odd um, place to rock up. Old guard, not good enough. Rashan, not good enough. The new one's done. Um, yeah, penalty kick. Absolutely perfect. And then we have the Aintree Fox Hunters Chase. Um, or sorry, uh, I'm skipping you there, Gav. <laughs> yeah, apologies not, about that. Do you fancy this, Gav? There's not much. To, there's not much to add to that. Um, Bouvard there was. Um, I think for me, I don't think he got the recognition he um, that he deserved to get. For me, he's as good a winner as any power of Faheen in the last three years of a champion hurdle and. Um, he was very very impressive and there's he there's nothing in this field that will be beating him and arguably this trip might suit him and a bit more yeah he could even be better again yeah. this trip you know so yeah no, it, it's a very very hot race and last but not least lads we'll go back through the handicaps at the end of the podcast but the Fox Hunters Chase Yvonne the Fringe who's trying to make up for what for him was a below par performance he is getting on in age and Pasha the Polder who was a, a very game winner um, can anyone see the form being reversed here? Um, yeah, for me, uh, on the fringe would be one of the strongest bets of the week. I think um, he's, I don't know, I know he's won um, tw- is it twice or three times in, in Cheltenham, but he's always, um, his best performance of the season always comes in entry. He's, he's been really, really impressive in entry. And um, I know Jamie Codd said he, he felt flat the last day, but he's still only beaten maybe a couple of lengths in the finish. And he was getting there and getting there, which showed that he still has enough um enough left in the tank and I think um, I think he'll win this and win this quite comfortable and he'll probably be won to back with on the day because I think the layers will be able to get him after getting him beaten in Cheltenham and funnily enough Gavin as well he seems to be better at entry than he is at Cheltenham yeah he seems to be his best performance has always come a better performance always comes at entry than it does at Cheltenham and um, I think that's what you'll see a much better horse this time and it'll bring him on uh, and I, I'd be quite confident that he'll reverse the form with Pasha de Polder. Absolutely perfect. Dean, I know you're a big Pasha de Polder fan. I don't know whether that was because of the uh, jockey last season. But um, 
Did you fancy a win? Yeah, I think that, I think that's fair. Um, obviously, the hindsight bet of the week at oh, Cheltenham was yeah. was Pasha de Polder, and if you if you didn't get on at the nice prices to win the Cheltenham version of this, then I think you're going to be struggling to be too you know to jump up and down around a three to one chance to win this. Um, for all that Bryony Frost has proved to be a very capable rider, you'd imagine Jamie Codd will have a number this time on on the fringe and on the fringe. You know, seven or four chance, and you're really looking at a two horse race. I probably won't bet in the race at all, but on the fringe at seven to four, for if Jamie Codd's right and he says they'll bounce back at Aintree, which I think he did say during the week, then it's a hard one to turn down, especially with him in the plate. I thought Ballon Slow ran very well yeah. at Cheltenham and should go well for a long way here. It's not as far as well, of course, the Aintree Fox Hunter. So Derek O'Connor on that one at 10 to 1 looks like an each way pick. And Darwin's Fox, I'd give that a shout. Barry O'Neill will ride that. It's an 11 year old, but did win its last race it's 33 to 1 if I was going to throw a fiver each way that's where I'd be going Darwin's box for the crack but could see on the fringe and passion to pull the this out and on the fringe probably get the better of I agree with all all the sentiments there there's just one at a big price I like as well is Rebel Rebellion um, I think he could run very very well here um, which is very interesting to see what jockey gets booked on him but again we'll move on now to the Friday gentlemen and on the Friday of entry of course River Wild is the 11 to 4 favourite in the top novices hurdle and Gavin I think you're quite keen on him yeah he, he'd be um, probably my strongest bet of the week River Wild um, I think his first it was his first run in Cheltenham the last time on an undulating track all his best form came on flat tracks and he travelled into the race he travelled as good as anything and looked like he could possibly win um, coming off the home bend and just just didn't get up the hill or just didn't stay I'm not too sure which but I think a return to the uh, flat track here will suit him down to the ground and uh, I think he's head and shoulders above um, the other English novice hurdlers and um, I'd be quite Moon Racer looks the main opposition the rest of the field uh, locked Eric Spirit I'm not sure I think he's other engagements during the week I'd be surprised if they, if they take each other on Moon Racer like, I don't think he'd have won the Supreme or any race that he ran in in Cheltenham like he, he, he pulled up too early and like he has more problems than I don't know what to get very hard to get to the to the track with him and uh, yeah I'd be very strong on, on River Wild absolutely perfect and Dean I'd be the opposite. I think if the pipes and um, and Tom Scudamore does get the leg up on Rune Racer and he takes on River Wild, I think the price looks looks ridiculous. They ran a three to one chance um, for a horse that they considered, and they're no mugs. Um, they're considered good enough to to take a chance in the Champion Herd. Or uh, it's hard to know what happened to him, but that's Moon Racer perhaps. And if the right Moon Racer turns up, I think it's Slaughter River Wild. So. I'd probably be willing to take a chance at around a three to one marker. Um, but if he's right, he's going to get punted. So maybe have a small bet on him before the day. And if they go into him, and I think you know you're on a winner, I think I think he could clear out the rest of this field. The likes of Divin Bear likely to go elsewhere, which would have been a, a reasonable shout for the race. But I think River Wild's got a bit to find on Moon Racer if the real Moon Racer turns up. So three to one, I'll probably take the chance. Yeah, I couldn't anyway. I just think he's he's more problems than Manchester United at the moment as as Gavin, as Gavin was saying yeah so you know it's a tough one to weigh up but again it's another absolutely cracking race next up then gents we have the uh, the mile mate novices hurdle this uh, is Mike Bites race really he'd probably be better back in the flat track again but it was a monstrous performance Gavin you were very confident on him going into Cheltenham but uh, he must have given you a mini heart attack yeah, one or nearly two of them, I think. But um, he's uh, this will be probably the the most viewed race of the week after uh, the national because he's such a he's such an entertaining horse if nothing else. Um, he's probably the second or third most talented horse in training, um, and he's just he you can't take your eyes off him for a moment. But he has some engine, and uh, realistically, there's there's nothing in um, in the in the race near his talent. And if he um, if he decides if he decides to put it in, he'll 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 be very hard bet. Yeah, he most certainly will. And Dean, I love my bite. I wasn't convinced about him going into Cheltenham. I think you know we were talking about on the podcast that. If you fancied he'd um, he'd run well in RSA, he had to back him for a King George, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing from him. I don't think he's going to face too much in here that will uh, give him give Gavin another heart attack. I can't see that somehow. I think he's just way too good. The only thing that can really get in the way of this horse, and I think the trainer said it before, Nicky Henderson, is that only Mike Bite gets in the way of Mike Bite. I'm interested to see if uh, Balco de Flos, wherever that runs over the week, I thought he's run an absolute stormer. 
um, in the JLT. So I'm looking forward to seeing him turn up. I doubt it will be in this race. You can't see Whisper getting anywhere uh, near Mike Bite if Mike Bite runs in a straight line. And I'm assuming Alpha Desobo doesn't go, gents. I'm assuming so. It's very unfortunate what's happened with that horse, isn't it? Um, you yeah. Know, he was. He really was. He looks something special. And when they blow up once, you can kind of forgive it. But when they blow up twice, you kind of have to um, have to move on from them, don't you? Yeah, you do, I think, and uh, that's that's a shame. But I'd love him to come back and run a proper race and not have any problems and, and just see how good he could be over fences. But that that day's probably passed. So my bite looks another penalty kick. Yeah, there's there's actually more odds on chances than there were at Sheldon, yeah, gents. Oh, yeah. But, um, one of these will be beaten. That's that's the way it always goes at Aintree. I'd be very surprised if all of these favourites all went in, but uh, I won't be taking them on anyway. Um, no. Next thing up then is the... Melling Chase, I absolutely love this race, mainly because of the day Don Cossack absolutely devoured the minute. You Fox Norton at the moment is the eleventh four favourite. For some reason I'm quite keen to take him on, Gavin. Um who would you be with in this? Yeah, when when this race was priced up, first of all, there earlier in the week, um I think the the betting was completely wrong on it. For me the um the sub lieutenant form of the Ryanair was much stronger than the champion chase form. Yeah. And the race was priced up with Fox Norton and God's Own at the head of the betting, which is the champion chase form. And sub lieutenant Oxyzandra was the, the Ryanair form, and they were third and four favourites, maybe five and six to one. Now, um, the punter seem to have copped on to that a bit because sub lieutenant has been well punted in recent days I think 72, 72 now, now yeah. but I still think there's there's value in that because I think he should be clear favourite for this race sub lieutenant um, he kind of got lost his position early on in the in the Ryanair and ran on to on the so ran him to a length length and a half at finish and ran really well jumped really well I think he's probably more suited to entry a uh, good ground dropping back a uh, furlong will be no problem to him and um yeah, I think he. I think he's a stonking bet. Absolutely brilliant. I completely and utterly agree with you, Gavin. Um, I don't imagine this will be a podcast charge. I don't think Dean is too mad about sub lieutenant Dean, are you? No, not massively so. And I think it's Fox Norton's day in the sun. To be honest, I do think it's it's going to revolve around those two horses. I just think Fox Norton will have a bit too much speed for sub lieutenant when it comes to this track this trip I think Fox Norton's run in the champion chase was a big step up on what he did behind Altior and that was coming off you know a few niggles and a bit of a few issues with him for for Tizard's horse so I expect to see better from Fox Norton and if you see better he's already better than sub-lieutenant so he'd be the bet absolutely that's fair enough Dean and next up now lads as well is the Topham chase of course it's uh, the first look we'll get at the Grand National Fences. I absolutely love this race. I'm keen on a big price, but I'll let you start, Dean. Who do you fancy in this? Yeah, I, do you know what? It's a cracking race. I, I don't think I'm going to be finding the winner of this race if I had a few goes at it. There are a number of horses that I definitely want to back in the race, but that's just going to lead me to the poorhouse. Um, I'll put them in kind of order. I thought Ultra Gold would run better at Talton than he did, so I'm hoping that one uh, steps up if it, if it runs for Colin Tizard. Uh, if you look at Knockhouse, Dave McGurin on this podcast has talked about it a few times. There's a big race in that horse. Um, he's a type who could just who could spring in there. Donald McCain's charge Knockhouse around 25 to one shot, so I'd be putting that one on the list. And uh, I'm guessing you might like the chance of Bright New Dawn, who I think will run well if it goes there for Venetia Williams. I do. I'm absolutely mad about him, Dean. Um, I think he jumped really, really well at Cheltenham. And two out, he was travelling as well as anything. Didn't quite have the kick on the ground over two miles. This longer trip will most definitely suit him. He's still well weighted on old form. This is a horse who's beaten the likes of Rock the World when he was with Gordon Elliott. Um, he was ace in the, in the Galway Chase, which is very decent form. And I just think he's a very, very good horse who... Venetia Williams might just freshen up. She's had a decent end to the season and a 33 to 1. I just think he's a nice each way poke under Liam Treadwell, who, as we all know, rides injury very, very well. And Gavin? Yeah, it's, uh, as Dean says, it'll be hard to get the winner of this. Um, Nicky Henderson has a terrific record in this race. Um, one. Uh, one that at a big again a big price uh, cocktails at dawn like I think he is well handicapped but he is more letters than numbers in his form unfortunately he's either pulled up or fall and um, but he was going travelling really well in this race last year when he did come down at 
three or four out and if he if he got a clear round I don't think he'd be too far away he also has 007 in there I think um, but my main my main fancy for the race would probably be um, Paul Nichols as the me he's a, he's a course and distance winner uh, and was very impressive he, he won by a street the last time over course and distance and when he gets his conditions I still think he's really well handicapped um, good ground flat track um, everything looks in his favour um, I think he'd be he'd be one to side with Absolutely. I'd say he'd be well back Gavin as to me as well yeah, on the basis he, yeah. of what you've just said I think he, he is the one that when you look through the field it just looks like the obvious race obvious horse but it's a monster field so I don't know what price he'd go off I'd say he'd go off single figures anyway there's a bit of double figures around for as to me but I think he'd go off single figures and be really well punted um, it's yeah it's a mighty difficult race two or three darts here I'd say most definitely what I'm seeing here that I can't believe the price is seafood a 10 to 1 like he was never very good in his prime really was he sounds like my diet that does yeah yeah well if it was bad food it'd be my diet um yeah so as far as this race goes gents um if we had to pick one dart each uh gav would be as the meat i assume gav yeah and dean ultra gold if he runs i'd be punting at a massive price yeah and i'd be punting brand new dawn at a big price as well and last but not least on the friday lads at um at 440 is the sefton uh, a grade one novices hurdle obviously and the world's end at the moment is the 11 to 4 favourite Constantine Bay at 4 to 1 and Dean we'll start with you who do you fancy in this? Um, well I'm hoping we're all going to kind of side with something at a bit of a price in this because I don't fancy the top of the market too much they're not horses that I've kind of been taken by or want to get stuck into you have to give West Approach a mention if it if it rocks up here for Tizard and Scudamore they've overfaced that horse a few times and you'd have to think this race would suit it but the price is short enough to see it bounce back and and take your life in your hands with the, with the horse although I think he's very talented if, if Noel Mead brings Moulin Vaughan over I'll be having a decent punt on that I think he's far better than we've seen so far he hasn't run now for 43 days skip the obvious festival at Cheltenham and I think on his best form um, yeah, I think there's a lot more to come actually from him so Moulin Vaughan he's around a 14 to 1 chance um, he'd be my play in this race I would wholeheartedly agree that our last time he bumped into one in Tin Soldier who was absolutely punted off the boards for the Coral Cup and just never yep. never got into it I wouldn't actually follow the horse on that occasion he just never got into it at all and um, he comes here fresh he comes here kind of like you know what the likes of Special Tiara did in his novice hurdle days and he caught them all out and Moulin Avant could just do that and the other one as well is Messier de Zobo who's been he's had a long enough season but at 8-1 he's a decent each way price but definitely Dean I would be agreeing you with you with Moulin Avant and um, and Gav yeah, when I looked at this race, um, I was hoping I, I'd found an eye catcher in, in the world's end. He was travelling really well in, in the Albert Bartlett before he came down. But then I looked at the market and I seen I couldn't believe he was so short and to top of it. Um, so then I went to look at something to take him on with, and I'd forgive West approach his run in the, um, in the world hurdle. As Dean said, to have been pitching him in again, again the the Grade One older horses, and I think. I don't know if Colin Tizard's horses were in that good a form going into Cheltenham and I'd forgive him his chance and uh, drop him back into novice company here. I think he his form probably ties in with anything else in the race and he, he probably deserves to be favourite. More than likely. And that's fair enough, Gavin. And um, so, gentlemen, that concludes our look at Thursday and Friday of Cheltenham. Next up is, of course, Saturday, where we do have the Grand National, which is obviously the big race of the week. But first of all, we'll take a message from our hosts at BetBright. Isn't it time you got your hands on the award-winning Genius app by BetBright? It's not like any other sports app you've ever experienced. Unlike your mates, Genius actually does know it all. Runners, riders, results and form with key trends all at your fingertips. Genius puts the power in your hands to make informed choices and it's ready to go. Get stuck in with a real genius from BetBright. Genius by BetBright, bringing power to your fingertips. Download the app through the App Store and Google Play now. And welcome back to the Race Hour podcast. This is your host, Dermot Nolan, still with you for the Aintree Races preview with our hosts at BetBright. And I'm still here with uh, Dean Ryan on the phone and Gavin Garrity. And we'll get straight in now, lads, to the Saturday. Massive days racing, of course with the Grand National and first off here gents who wins the Mersey Novices Hurdle Gavin? Um, 
opinions, Oscar, top of the market again. It's it's obvious, but missing Cheltenham may have may have resulted in him being a bigger price than than what he would have been. Um, the field doesn't look much in behind him. Uh, Brio Conti of Paul Nichols is is like I'd be disappointed if he could beat Finian's Oscar. Um, he looks very very talented, Finian's Oscar, and it's going to be a, a, an unbelievable chaser next year, I'd imagine. Um, Nicky Henderson's locked out spirit. That'd be one in it that could that looks to be held back for entry and could be decent but I think 3-1 to one is, is very fair on Finn Oscar. It's unbelievably fair and um, there's absolutely no need to be telling Dean Ryan this but uh, Dean um, I assume Finn Oscar will be a, a pay off the mortgage job will it? He's an unbelievable price um, if he's okay if there's nothing wrong with him which we have to assume Colin Tizard is uh, is happy enough if he turns up here and he is 3-1 to one, you can uh, sell your kids and uh, and put them on the back of Finian's Oscar. He there he won't like I can't see anything in the field that gives me a moment's concern if this horse with the engine he has and what he's done already as a bit of a baby um just turns up and, and does his job. I think he'd be very impressive. He he was as big a miss at the festival as some of the you know the obvious standout big guns. I really wanted to see him running that Neptune and I think having seen the Neptune now, especially on the ground it was run on, I think he would have beat Willoughby Court and Neon Wolf. So uh three to one about him is a, a gift from above and uh, I can't wait to see him actually. Probably one of the best bets of the week, providing there are no ums and ahs from connections that he might not be okay. That's it exactly and the problem as well is that Tizard's horses just are not firing, but again that, that more than likely simply is that he had them all rolling so much early on in the season that a lot of them have flattened out and that definitely will not apply to Finian's Oscar. Um, you wouldn't think so, no. You think he'd be you think he'd be fresh enough and um yeah, Gavin mentioned Lockdown Spirit and I know that they think enough of it to probably merit its price in there. But yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll not see what colour his backside is as he flies up there. It's, it's the bet of the week lads so this is actually a rare podcast charge for us here gents and as well as that it's probably the reverse forecast of the week as well Gavin is it? Yeah yeah it's, he's, he looks locked out spirit uh, uh, looks the only danger um, again I think it is a weak field and as Dean said if if, if Finian's Oscar is 100% they shouldn't see what way he goes No they really really should not lads so Finian's Oscar one of um, our big punts this week Next up then is the Doombar Maghull Novices Chase. This is over one mile seven furlongs, blah, blah, blah. And Shar uh, Bell is your evens favourite. He had a heavy fall last time, Dean. Um, I'd probably be struggling to bet it all in this race. Yeah, so will I, uh, for sure. I think, you know, when Kim Bailey came out after the article saying that he thinks his horse would have beat Altior, you know, I can understand that when you're connected to the horse, but he wasn't going to get uh, close at all. So, um, there's just nothing turning up possibly against it which is a shame because I think you know there's an opportunity there for a few horses to perhaps skip other races and take on Charbel but he's priced up accordingly and not sure exactly what will, will t- take him on probably no bet I can't see one in the field that I'd want to back against him and I don't want to back Charbel yeah that's it exactly I think we'd have to check Kim Bailey to see if he's back on the heroin again for uh, for Charbel to be fancying Charbel to beat Altior that day I don't think that would have happened in the course that's a joke Rainy drugs um, <laughs> and Gavin yeah I think I think the race is summed up perfectly I think um, I wouldn't like to be back in Charbel at even money or maybe a shade of odds on or whatever he's going to be after a heavy fall the last day when he was primed for the article I don't, I, I don't think there's anyone that agreed with Kim Bailey's comments um, after the race that he thought he was going to beat Altior but he would have been people a good set people who backed it did Gav people who backed it were telling me that they fancied uh, he would have given Altior a race but I mean that's just pocket yeah uh, I don't know nonsense I think they need to go back and have a look at the race again but um, yeah he would have been a good second if he, if he stayed up and it doesn't look to like a couple of the runners that are still left in the field Forrest Behan Ordinary World they ran on they Ordinary World finished the place in the race they would have all been behind Charbel but I wouldn't be having a bet at even money or after a hard fall like that it wouldn't be a bet, betting race for me oh god though so we'll uh, move on we'll move on very very quickly from that race next one then is the Betway Handicap Chase lads this is, this is actually a very very decent Handicap Chase as of course all races are at the entry festival, 007 took my eye at eight to one. And Gavin, who did you fancy? Yeah, um, 
possibly Starkitect might be more suited to entry than he is to Cheltenham. I think he is well handicapped. I think he will win a race off um, that mark or a similar mark, whether we can just catch him at the right time. Um, I agree with you also on 007. I think he, he's well handicapped. Um, yeah, debut the two, I, I thought... Yeah, I thought 007 was just off being up there with the RSA horses now, not counting my bite, obviously, um, who's an absolute freak. But Dean, who did you fancy in this? Yeah, 007 stands out. Um, couldn't put anyone off that. I think if they pick this race, it's the right race for him. I wouldn't be a Starkitect fan, um, so I'd, I'd probably be steering away from that, even though he does look um, like he will be more suited to Aintra. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fair comment. Sizer Gadelko is the one that I thought might be overpriced on the day if he could bounce back to some of the best form he's shown this year. So that would make it a very good day for the Potsers and Colin Tizard, which is probably unlikely the way that Tizard's horses have been running. But the run at Channel was too bad to be true. He's on a perfect weight for this. I think he's on a very fair mark. So around 20s, he might even get bigger. Um, for size of Delco, I'd be on him each way a race that looks a real minefield it really really does but 007 would be one of my more confident picks especially at 8-1 to because he's a rock solid each way poke and uh, these novices sometimes can just get into these races off decent weights Next could outclass up, them he could, really could outclass them he could he really couldn't if Nico can steal a march at all on him I think he's he's a very very good horse next up then is the Liverpool Hurdle one of Dean's most well, line picks of the season was Janwert, who now goes over three miles, Dean. Uh, that must half kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken. He would have won the stairs hurdle. You've seen the stairs hurdle, I assume, and you've seen what won that race and where um, the principles all finished. I think, you know what I mean, Harry has messed up my complete national hunt season, in fairness to him, and I can't see him getting in the way of Janwert at the weekend. Although it's Barry has picked him, yeah. Barry Garrity seems to be booked up for, you know what I mean, Harry, which is, mm, it's off-putting. But Yamworth being Yamworth, he's two years younger. He's about, I'd say he's £10 better at the right trip than, you know what I mean, Harry. That would be my guess, and we will find out hopefully at the weekend. Um, he was 3-1 to one when they priced this up, and I think I was telling everyone who would listen to me that I think he got off odds on. Um, he's getting shorter. He's around a 13-8 to eight chance. It's the right trip, the right race. Uh, the right horse. I don't know who ride him. I don't think it really matters. Um, it's an awful division, and Yamworth would have been top of it if they just decided that's what they were going to do at the start of the season. Now, Alan King seen the like connections have probably been forced that way. Um, I think he wins. Absolutely perfect. I think it's a bit of a weird one now if Barry doesn't pick Yanworth and goes for you know what I mean, Harry, who clearly had his limitations shown at Cheltenham. But Gav, yeah, I'm still surprised that they're they're taking each other on, um, Yanworth and you know what I mean, Harry. Um, uh, I think uh, you know what I mean Harry sets the bar on form I think um, Janworth has the potential and maybe he should have been three mile all along and not maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, but way, I'm not sure he'd have won any race the way he, he ran in Cheltenham like he was the first horse beaten like and it was a mile out um, but you could say right he was just completely outpaced but he, he had enough pace around a tight track in Kempton to win the, the Christmas hurdle and beat the likes of the new one who finished miles in front of him in Cheltenham um, so like, if you want to be ta- if you want to be steaming into him at the top of the market over a distance that right we think that it, it is the right distance for him and that he is a better horse but you know what I mean Harry has set the bar and like he was, what did he go off? Even money or slightly bigger for the the world hurdle in Cheltenham when when only uh, he okay he he um he was beaten into tour but I think I mean, he went off five to six. He was an yeah. absolute smashed up punch yeah, was, job because when you looked at the form, he'd beaten everything. He'd there, beaten everything. There was only yeah. a few Irish horses to take him on. Now he found an Irish horse to beat him, and that just shows the limitations. I think. Of the the form of the you know the UK stand division, which is woeful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now he's a decent horse, and you make a lot of fair comments there. But I think at three to one when they price this up, he was he was the right bet in a race where you probably looked at only two horses really to to give you give you an angle. I think as he gets shorter and shorter, you'd almost want to sit this out, wouldn't you? Um, there's one in there just that 
could be the interesting one. Jesse's talking about running Super Sunday in this, and he he was very impressive winner in the Coral Cup and didn't look like he was stopping. Um, coming up the hill so as an Irish there he might be one at a big price but um, for me you know what I mean Harry is is fair price at 3-1 to one as his form is the best that we know of in the in the race yeah lads this race will firmly depend on how my week is going if it's going well I'll probably throw a fiver on something at a bigger price the likes of a Super Sunday as Gavin has said, I think all Dean's comments re Yanworth uh, are very, very fair. I just find it very interesting that Barry is booked up on. You know what I mean, Harry? It's just. It's been a mad division all season. Does. I don't understand that. It's been a mad division all year, and um, I probably would sit to put out. So, gentlemen, shall we move on to the Grand National? I think we shall. Um, obviously, an absolutely brilliant race. The best race for me of the whole season, obviously. Um, View Leon Rouge is the favourite, Dean. Um, we'll start with the favourite what do you think of his chances? Well <laughs> let's hope he is a better horse than he was last when year. he pitched up here last time because um, that run is not going to be mapped on in this year's Grand National which is an even better race um, and it looks like he has in fairness to him um, the beating of Black Line I was very impressed uh, the run around over these fences of course getting the better of Highland Lodge was okay and uh, when you take the you know the quality of the form in there, um, he's too short probably when you remember what he did last year. So he's not for me. I will be going elsewhere. I was going to disappoint Mark Munley and Adam Kenny, two listeners of ours who are um, who are asking us to discuss the horse because they're very very big fans. So Dean, who have you fallen on in the Grand National? Um, yeah, you you might shoot me down actually here, but uh, you know it's not normally a horse I would be keen on for a race like this. But I think when you when you take into account class angle, you need now to win a Grand National, especially in a race of the quality that looks like it is this year. I think a horse like Safir Durer, um is developing into one that is now given a real opportunity to win a race like this. I thought he ran a cracker in the Gold Cup. I think he probably just needs an extreme trip now with decent ground underfoot I'm a little bit concerned if it comes up soft but if it doesn't come off soft on his current mark um, the vibes are very strong for him as well from Nichols and Sam although you know, I don't know when they when they never are I think they were they were pleasantly surprised actually that he got that close in a gold cup and he's eight so that's a little bit younger than you might want but um, again I'm kind of moving all the stats and trends into context here with the horse like Safir Durer I think he could outclass them the first circuit would tell all because you want to get that lovely posse and just kind of hack round behind a few and go a little bit mental up top. But I think Safir Duro on decent ground is a very good price. The other one, um, which is well worth discussing, looks like being Ruby Walsh's ride, is that his pleasant company who who beats Thunder and Roses in a Bobby Joe, which is always good form for a national. Um, he might be a little bit light in experience, but he's nine. It's not like he's a young horse coming into the race. Hopefully they've done enough with him, and I think he'll go off pretty close to favourite actually on the day yeah. with the with the ruby factor involved so I'd throw those two into the mix and Black Lion he hits everything that you'd want in a national horse perhaps bar an extra year on his back he's not the biggest as well but those entry fences just fall apart if you go through them now so I think Black Lion gets round he has to be in the mix as well which is interesting because I'm not keen on Verley on Rouge but I think Black Lion's a little bit classier than him. Apparently he's at a wind up, so it'd be all good to go, and they'd be the ones I'd be focusing on. Absolutely perfect, Dean. And Gavin, um, yeah. how many are for you? Um, just regarding Dean's, um, I'm I'm mad about Pleasant Company myself. Um, I think he's he's born to be a national horse. He he travels like a two miler, which you need pace to to lay up um, on the first circuit. He jumps like a bunny. He he stays forever. And there in the last since the put to Huddenham has been the making of this horse. He used to be quite keen, but he's the best in the business on his back uh, in Ruby, and he is the hood on which he'll get him nice and settled in mid division. He'll pop away there f- forever, and um, I think he he's really well in. He's progressing the whole time, and I, I think it'll take a good one to be him. Um, I I'm not so sure about quality of the race. I don't I don't think myself it's as good as quality wise as it has been maybe in the last couple of years. Um, the last summary maybe top of the weights. 
in recent years you had likes of many clouds um, I, I don't think quality wise it's as good as maybe in the last couple of years um, so maybe the class angle um, I can see Safford or where, where Dean is coming from but for me if you look back at the Gold Cup again jumping the last you give him every chance of winning and then he falls out the back of the telly he, he, for me he just blatantly didn't get up the hill and didn't stay and I'd be worried about him getting into a rhythm as well he, he often tends to throw in a, a, a bad jump but um, he'd be pleasant company and I, t- and I think he will go off favourite I can't see him going off any bigger than 8-1 um, outsiders then um, I think something like at a massive price there for Gordon bless the wings who was second in in, in the Irish Grand National last year um, Ruby gave him a great ride that day and was only went down on the bob of the heads he, he's another thing that might get into a rhythm and pop away and pop away and be there at the death whether he's enough class angle I'm not so sure but he needs a few to come out as well doesn't he he only needs two to come out he's 42 so he, he might he might get in there at bottom weight and and give whoever's shocked up maybe Jack Kendy or someone a, a nice ride around something just at a, at a massive price absolutely perfect yeah so Jens it's a podcast charging the Grand National which I definitely was not expecting I'm very keen on Pleasant Company as well but two at big prices Dean I found it very interesting today I saw an interview with Paul Nichols and he was asked about his Grand National team he kind of skipped over uh, your fancy and was kind of very keen on Vicente he said that this horse has come back into himself like he did last year before he won the Scottish National I thought at 20 to 1 off um off a weight of 10 stone 10 is very very fair for this horse um, he's already proven himself over the extreme distances and at 20 to 1 I couldn't put anyone off him and at 50 to 1 in places I thought measure of my dreams has the potential to run a huge race he was third in that brilliant four miler last year very close behind Native River not all that far behind Nella Rocco he's a horse that kind of needs everything to go right so you could hear at the very first fence and measure my dreams is down um, I hope Brian Cooper picks him and if he doesn't, I'd imagine Sean Flanagan will ride him anyway, so there's no bad thing there. And I just think he has a massive, massive chance, and it would be hilarious after everything that Gigginstown said were they to win the Grand National this year, wouldn't it? Some protest, isn't there? Only running five. I mean, fair play to them. They're really putting two fingers up there, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is they actually took out the best handicapped horses. And like yeah, the likes of Ryder Franks and Wounded Warrior, it's a very bizarre move to actually take out the, the much better horses that you had, like Don Polly. No. He's injured anyway, isn't he? But um, to even p- pull him out before that, he was a born Grand National horse, regardless of the weight. Um, yeah, and he was. I think he was given a chance actually by the handicapper. Um, so yeah, I like, it's just it's just bizarre. I wouldn't rule out any of their horses because you know they're the right types for this kind of race. Thunder and Rose was second to Pleasant Company, a shorter run big for Mouse Morris. You think creeps him right at the bottom as an Irish National winner. Rogue Angel, another Irish National winner for Mouse Morris. That one will be in there as well. Measure my dreams. You mentioned it at a big price for Nomid. I think he will want proper soft ground so if it, if it rattles down with a bit of rain before Saturday I'd, I'd certainly throw that into the mix um, rather thanks to the grind the wounded warriors a chance to, to go out you know we've seen nationals certainly in Ireland before whereas a battalion of Gigginstown horses and imagine one or two of them will be in this mix as well so as we'll just discuss one or two more of them as well just the McManus horses more of that and cause the causes Gavin yeah, more of that. Like, looked really, really well handicapped on his old form, but I'm not. I'm not sure how much you can trust him anymore. When when the going gets tough, he seems to he seems to pack it in. Um, although the Irish Gold Cup run two runs ago, when he he was going to be close up behind the Gold Cup winner, um, looks good form. And like, if you look down through, he he only has to give a pound or two to horses who who shouldn't be in the same class as him, but as I said I think the extreme stamina tests when he comes under pressure at 12 or 14 to 1 I'm not sure I'd trust him enough to back him um, cause of causes he ran in this race a couple of years ago and I think he, he's quite a small horse and I'm not sure he, he gets into it. he was quite slow away from his fences now they're, they're talking about riding him more handy this year maybe to get him into a better rhythm and, and to pop away but I think I think his size could count again him here and he's quite slow away from the fences and doesn't get into enough for a rhythm even though he'll, he'll stay forever he outclassed a load of absolute drunk bank yeah. runners didn't he at Cheltenham yeah. rather than yeah. kind of put him in the mix for this I think yeah yeah, I'd agree with that one there if there was a drop of rain um, would be one for Arthur I think he he's really progressing and he, he's really he's another one 
uh, with national horse stamped all over him he, he'll only be getting going after four mile the, the connection seemed to be worried about good ground from that he'd get slightly outpaced on the first circuit between the fences which wouldn't be um, ideal but I think if it was a drop of rain and it didn't go as as um, quick I think he'd be bang there come to finish absolutely perfect and Dean I'll throw two at you as well um, yeah. definitely red and Uccello Conti um, yeah, I don't like either, to be honest. I think Uccello Conti's had enough chances to, to pick up a race to this nature. He's been put in his place a few times as well. I know he got an absolutely bizarre ride from Jacques Ricou one day where he probably uh, would have been. <laughs> the worst been ride ever. Race. Yeah. Um, definitely red. Do you know what? He just doesn't, to me, and this might seem a bit bizarre, he doesn't feel like a national horse. He's he not sexy enough or something. I know what he, it is. He, I no, I don't know either. There is a reason I don't like him. His price is one of them. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. It's yeah. not it's not a big enough price for me, and I don't know whether he's done enough. That hammering of the last samurai, the last day at Doncaster, was good. There's no doubt about that. And some of his best hurdle form, I thought he might make up into one, but I'm not sure if he is the right type for it. So I'm going to pass him over, mostly on the basis of price and the fact that he's probably shown his hand plenty enough, and um, he he wouldn't be a leading contender for me. I, I, got to, I was going to ask you about one actually, Dan. Ten or Nivene, whose performance two starts ago looked up there with the best kind of staying chase form you'll find. It was visually so good. Venetia Williams, I know that she's obviously sad with my moment to win this. Not many female trainers have done it. She's one of them. Ten or Nivene at 40 to 1 off 11 stone 1. If you take the last day as a prep day, um, that one wouldn't be a surprise winner for me. It really wouldn't. Massive, massive price. I was very surprised the last day as well when they took Liam Treadwell off him because I thought Liam Treadwell gave him an absolute peach that day at Newbury. Um, the horse yep. was pulling for his head, so he just let him go. Uh, Liam is brilliant on big chasers like that. And then they put Aidan Coleman on him. Now, Aidan Coleman's an absolutely brilliant jockey, but why break up a partnership like that when Aidan Coleman's not your main jockey anymore as well? I just found that very, very strange. I hope Liam Treadwell gets the ride again. Could not put anyone off, but just being beaten like that by Seldom In, who was then beaten himself by Yala Enki. I understand that was probably a trial, but still he was put well in his place. Um, He'd lost a shoe that day, um, whether that made, made made all the difference to him, I don't know, but you know, it can do. He's one, so. that, he's one that should run a blinder because horses that go from the front in the Grand National as well, they kind of tend to be there really, uh, you know, nowadays, the horses that get into a rhythm, if he gets himself into a rhythm like he did that day in Newbury, there's no escaping the fact that that race at Newbury completely fell apart, but it also fell apart due to the fact that he destroyed them. Um, And if he gets himself into a rhythm, he's a big, big price at 40 to 1, but there's enough ifs and buts about him. Um, That form is slightly questionable now, but at 40 to 1, I couldn't put anyone off him anyway, Dean. Yeah. As you couldn't any horse... Any horse, the Grand National, Lord Windermere there as well at 50 to 1. He gave me a great day just to be a shameless aftertime in the uh, in the Gold Cup. And if Jim Cullity could somehow work the Oracle with him, but uh, I think Jim Cullity has more um, has less winners nowadays than I do, Dean. Um, so it's uh, <laughs> I'll top your aftertime by the way. Add him at 25 to 1 for the RSA. So I was there. Before. Yeah, <laughs> sweet, uh, absolutely brilliant. So lads, we'll go for the TriCast just to try and make ourselves heroes. So Gavin, who's your one, two, three? Pleasant company, um, pleasant company first anyway. Yeah. Second as well. I thought you were going to say then. Yeah. yeah well, there will be no second, so it'll be they'll be looking for the second and third, which will be second one for Arthur third Bless the wings. Absolutely perfect. And Dean. Um, I'm going to go Sapphire the rare, pleasant company, Black Lion. They're my three. And my three would be. I got pleasant company as well, gents. Um, in second place, measure of my dreams. And in third, Vicente. So, lads, so we'll move on now to the handicappers. Uh, Gavin, what handicappers are you looking forward to? Um, I'm really sweet on the handicap on the first day, the second last race, the, the Red Rum Handicap Chase. Um, I backed this horse in Cheltenham, and I was counting my money two out. He, he was travelling all over everything, and then he fell out the back of the TV finish ninth uh, Malcolm Jefferson's horse double W's he, he's really well handicapped on good ground to drop back to two mile is ideal to give him a, a, a break there in the, um, over the winter because of the heavy ground to keep him for a spring campaign and um, I've no doubt he's really well handicapped uh, the flat track will suit better um, I'd be surprised if he's out of the money and I really fancy him at 10 or 12 to 1 
I do as well. Absolutely the exact same as you, Gavin. And I'm going to take you on, though, in that one. If Foxtail Hill goes there, I think you're up against a smart horse who, who fell at Cheltenham. Um, and I think he'd have too much for double Ws. And he is a bigger price. I think so. the yard form is a big, big worry there for me. Tristan Davis, mm. they just aren't firing at all. It's an issue, all right. There's no doubt about that. I think he will be overpriced off the back of, you know, remember he went off pretty short at Cheltenham and he was so impressive uh, the time before there. So. I think he'd be overpriced, and I think he's a punt in there. But I'd, I'd take you, uh, I'd take your two boys' uh, note for double Ws. I'll save. Absolutely perfect. I'm quite keen on Grand Partner of 135 in the condition handicap hurdle after the Grand National. Um, absolutely love this race always as well because once I've done my dough on the Grand National, um, I tend to try and make it up here. Um, I think Grand Partner was brilliant at Leperstown, um in January, and then after that, then he's. He's raced twice on heavy ground. That would happen spot on for this, but he just doesn't really act in it. This is a horse that won a decent flat race last summer at Leperstown as well um, on good ground. He's a horse that kind of wants it better. Aintree are talking about watering, so the ground there should be more than good enough for him. Very interested to see what jockey gets booked for him. If he does indeed go, I think Grand Partner is more than good enough in a race like this off 135. And Dean, what other handicappers are you looking for? be interesting to see if a hair breath turns up over hurdles um i think it's got a couple of entries do keep an eye out for it but the one i was going to give you one springer actually for the week we talked about a few of the uh, other horses i like wherever they turn up like the balco de flogs i think needs to be backed wherever that goes but it won't be in a handicap uh, foxtail hill was obviously one of mine but cup final uh, ben haslam has this horse you might remember it when yeah. it punches down last year beat a horse called jury duty who's not a bad nag at all and i think if it has been teed up the way it looks like it's been teed up after a run over three miles and then a run over two miles at um, Kelso on very heavy ground, he's a 33 to 1 chance for the first race on the Saturday. And uh, I'd be amazed if he goes off anything like that price. I'd imagine they stick a decent jockey on him and uh, it, could be, uh, it could be another cup final day for that one. Uh, he's on my radar for the week, that's for sure. Gavin won as well that we're both looking at as well which is more than likely from Noel Hayes at Cheltenham attack when the side could rock up in that three mile handicap hurdle he'd be very interesting as well Gavin yeah um, again I, I backed him in, in Cheltenham and I, I thought he was he was unlucky maybe just to run into one he was a very good second um, like he, he probably deserved to be second Super Sunday won and won fair and square but he, he was um, a mile clear of anything else and he stole looked, a run on him somewhat as well, didn't he? Yeah, he probably did. And he he's only he looked, up five pounds. As yeah, well, isn't he? yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's only up five pound, and I think he was he was he was more than that. Well, in in Cheltenham, and he's he he still looks a well handicapped horse. He bumped into a Grade One horse in a handicap, and up five pounds. That that really is more than fair. One issue is he's never quite got three miles, though, has he? Um. You know, over the King George, yeah. etc. I always just thought, but again, that's not getting three miles over a King George isn't the same as getting three miles over a handicap hurdle. So uh, we probably can back him on that. And last but not least, gentlemen, uh, what is your best bet of the whole week, Evan? Uh, best bet at the price would be River Wild for me in the novice hurdle. Absolutely brilliant. I've no need to ask Dean. I'm fairly sure Dean is Finian's Oscar. Yeah, I think he's, if you're looking for bank material at a price that you can uh, have a proper go at, I think Finian's Oscar is the horse I'm most looking forward to this week, no doubt about it. And Yamworth, when he uh, confirms everything we've been talking about for months about him being the best stayer in the division, that would be nice too. My best bet of the whole week would be two. If uh, Brian New Dawn rocks up, he'd be my each way bet of the week. And my best bet of the week is Empire of Dirt in the entry ball. I think he, um, I think he wins it and he wins it well. So, gentlemen, thanks very much. This, this has been the Race Hour podcast with our host at Betbright. Everyone at home, have a brilliant entry festival, and I hope you find the Grand National winner. Good luck. Bye-bye.